0: Hello, welcome to A Curious Couple. My name is Erin. I'm Angie. And we are so thrilled and grateful that you're joining us today. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We're really excited. In today's episode, we have our very first guest. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Our first guest is Eliza Hall. It was so good seeing her and catching up. And we had a great conversation covering both her nomadic living and living with ADHD.
0: Yeah, it was quite a conversation, and we're really excited to share it with you. But before we look forward, maybe we look back a little bit mm-hmm. and touch base on last week's challenge. And if I remember it, right, you issued that. What was the challenge?
1: Yeah, last week's challenge was to reflect on a time that you have felt rejection and observe the emotions that you still may have. Hopefully, you had some time and space to go through that and experience that. I know for me that looking back on the pain of the rejection I had and letting go of that, I've been really reminiscent and been able to enjoy all those old experiences and and friendships and memories without feeling the pain that used to accompany it. So that was really healing for me.
0: That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, Ange. All right, well, let's dive in then.
1: We're really excited to be talking with Eliza and hear her insight. So, Eliza, where did the idea of living nomadically come from? I
2: see, I see. Okay. Well, I personally have always been a free spirit in that sort of way. My family, we did a lot of road trips to usually some sort of state park, national park, a lot of spent a lot of time outdoors. And so I really love to travel. I've never been able I haven't yet been able to travel outside of the United States, but within the United States, they instilled a love of like exploring nature essentially. So I've always had that urge to, travel and be out doing something new and i think the adhd comes along with that as far as like (laughs) i am so bored so fast i need to do something different so yeah it was let's see four maybe three or four years ago in my mind that had always been an option just like living in an apartment or, you know, whatever. Like, I always thought that would be fun. It hadn't been something up to that point that I had seriously considered. When Taylor first worked in Bear Lake, I stayed at home. And was and, this for...
1: Wait, was this for Pickleville? Yeah,
2: uh-huh. Yeah, so he his first year at Pickleville was 2020. He went and lived there for the summer, and I stayed in Cedar City, which was fine. But it kind of got the idea going, if we could both go, that would be really fun. Basically... Living apart, we realized it would be really nice to be able to travel where the work was, I guess, essentially. Both being actors, my husband and I, Taylor had gotten that job in Pickleville in the summer and I had stayed in Cedar City. And it's hard, it can be hard. So that sort of got the wheels turning for me. Oh, what if we got an RV? We could go there in the summer, live there in the summer, go somewhere else in the winter. Yeah, it got the gears turning and then actually, Ending up in the RV was, n- I mean, to a certain extent, not not our choice. We um. there was a big flood in Cedar City oh. um, and like insane, massive like this hasn't happened in a very, very long time type of flood. And we were really lucky. We didn't we, I mean, we only got maybe an inch of water, but still in our rental, they had to rip out the carpets and we couldn't live there and then they decided to just redo it. And so we're at the point with our animals that we had to find somewhere to live and why not pick the RV? Um, I mean, it was getting to the point where it was hard to find something affordable anyway. We wanted to travel more. Taylor had just lost his job and it was just the perfect timing to where we could pick up and just go for it. And why not? You know,
1: so we did. I don't know, long no, story long. That. <laughs> That's awesome. I That's love awesome. that. <laughs> well, at least you were open to the idea of it because I feel like a lot of people would not even consider an option. And I mean, we've considered it as an option before. I think it'd be a great way to live.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it takes a certain type of person. Mm. 100%. It's, I mean, it's it's tough, it's challenging, and you like you gotta be committed, you have to stick with it and i understand wanting to just have some of the luxuries in life of like living in your house and not having to dump the toilet um you know like (laughs) stuff like that that you don't think about sure that you have to think about when you live in an rv so i understand and you know i'm not judging of course whatever you choose but yeah it's tough so i can understand why it might not be just an option that comes to mind for others but
0: of course how long have you been living in an rv now like
2: We... Two and a half years. Okay. Full time. Full time. Yeah.
0: What are some of your favorite things about, like, what it's brought to your life?
2: That's so hard to answer. I think it's really nice to be able to have a place that is ours. Hmm. So even though we are still making payments on it, we bought it. Yeah. You know? And that feels really nice to just... It's not a rental. There's just a different feeling, you know? Ownership. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a different feeling about it. And being able to maybe decorate how I want or, I don't know, not worry about small things that I would worry about maybe in a rental of the hole I put in the wall or, I I don't know, it,
1: in this economy? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> not getting my, what's the little song that people are singing that's like, I'm not getting my deposit back <laughs> as they're like painting their wall or whatever. I feel that, I feel that 100%. So it's nice, there's a comfort that comes from it just being ours. Yeah. But also it's hard to answer that question because there's also things I don't like about it. Of course. And so sometimes depending on the winter is particularly hard. So mm. right like a, a month ago, I was like, I hate this. I'm moving. <laughs> I can't do this anymore <laughs> because the winter in an RV is particularly difficult. Yeah. So that's sort of the attitude that I had been having recently. So it's hard to answer that question <laughs> because the joyous moments are like, in the summer, and I don't know. Or, at yeah, least we just believe- asked you in the wrong yeah. season. You did. Ask me in a few months, <laughs> and the answer will be different. It will be
0: 100% different. But
2: no, I do love like opening the door, and I'm living in a state park, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can set up my hammock, and I can go out to the hammock, and the dogs are out. I love that about it, yeah. for sure. I mean, I love Bear Lake. We like to live there in the summer, and we wouldn't be able to do that right financially without the RV yeah. to just be able to say we're living here in the summer and here in the winter. So that is something I love about it is those great memories of just enjoying nature, enjoying the warm weather. I like the cold weather too, but
0: you know, the snow, leaving the
2: door open, yeah. you know, opening the windows, feeling the The breeze. Yeah. Love it.
0: That's cool.
1: To be fair, January is terrible wherever you are. So yeah, it's, that seems to be the case. (laughs) It's cold. It's wet. Yeah. And remind me, you have two dogs and a cat? Three cats. Three cats. (laughs) I forgot Uh two. I'm
2: sorry. (laughs) No. Oh, my gosh. No, it's fine. We have so many. People can't keep track, and I understand. Uh, Yeah. We got all the furry friends, so Mm -hmm. it can be a lot in that small space.
1: But that's kind of nice because then you don't have – because with your work, you travel quite a lot to kind of contract to contract. Yeah. So how nice to be able to have your – You're like furry family be able to come with you.
2: Yeah, it's not. I mean, I love camping, going outside, sleeping under the stars, being cold in my sleeping bag. I love it all. love it. But also everything I own comes with me wherever I go. And Mm -hmm. I like that too. My pets, Taylor, everything we own is packed up in the truck. We don't have a storage unit. A lot of people do and that's fine either way. But I love being able to say this is everything I have and it's coming with me. I don't know. There's something about it.
0: Uh, okay. okay. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the ADHD. When were you first diagnosed?
2: Well, considering I have ADHD, I can't <laughs> quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It was sometime, it was after I was married. So it was after 2018, mm. somewhere in my last years in college. So I guess four or five years ago. Okay. I think.
0: How was that, getting the diagnosis as an adult?
2: Impossible. First of all, having the knowledge to know exactly, I guess in the terms I would have used then, what was wrong with me. Mm. Going throughout life feeling like I was different and that was fine, except I wanted to know what it was. I could not let it go. Mm. I was like, something is different. Something is wrong. What is it? And it was years where I was reading books on different things, trying to figure out why i was taking in information in such a different way mm. than other people and it was really hard the actual diagnosis was not difficult at all but the leading up to that the years of not knowing i mean we didn't have tiktok we i mean we barely used facebook yeah so it wasn't like people were talking about it like they are now yeah um no it's hot button right now you know it really is it is and which mm. which can be great like can be great to get people's minds going oh that's really interesting I relate to that mm-hmm. I think that's important but yeah we didn't have that not at all you know and so there I mean so I'm like ordering books off of Amazon are you autistic yeah. you know I mean whatever yeah. it was just trying to figure out what in the world I could possibly have have isn't the right word but like yeah yeah what 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 it was. what's going on so it was hard and it wasn't until sitting down and being like you know what I'm just gonna do a full psych evaluation which is still hard as far as like you got to get on a wait list. You got to find the right person. Insurance, yada yada. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go through all the steps. But it wasn't until that that she she said to me, she's like, "Well, you don't have that. This, you know, you have ADHD though, like a lot." And I was, oh, for some reason that had not crossed my mind. Really, everything else had. Huh. And I said to Taylor, I I was like, Taylor, I have ADHD, and he stares me dead in the face and he says. I thought you knew that (gasps) (laughs) no! because I knew that. And I was like, why didn't you say something? But it was just something that he, from an observer standpoint was obvious to him Yeah. that he didn't, why would he bring it up? You know, but like not to me. Yeah. And same with some close friends who were like, you didn't know that. That's crazy. And I'm like, yes, that is insane. It is. How did I not know it? So yeah, I mean, it's, that's a long story, but no, it was a no. long process.
0: It's so true. It's, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You had no idea. Yeah, no clue. With the RV life and the hyperfixation and the ADHD, like, <laughs> how do those mesh? How is... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I would say it usually works in my favor. Okay. That's good. Because if something breaks, I am, like, obsessed with doing whatever fixing and researching myself. Okay. I find that really interesting. Like I in another life, I was a mechanic. I don't know. Like I'm like, I'll fix my own car. <laughs> I can learn everything from the internet.
0: Which of course, is you not, can. I
2: mean, you basically can. You can, can, can learn you quite know? a bit. But do not hire me to fix your car. I could put a timing belt on. I could do that. Um, but that's another... We I digress. Um, but I definitely... Helpful in that sort of way of like things break. And it's not just... I mean, I guess being a homeowner, it would be similar. Mm -hmm. But if there's a leak in the roof, I mean, I can't just call someone. And I can't even just ignore it because it's like I can hear it from my bed dripping, dripping. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I can't even just put a bucket and no, because it's such a small space. Mm I am aware of all of those. There's a little crack or there's a little, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely like fixate on those things that I can fix. Mm I really like having something that has... Visible results. Okay, cool. I'm definitely driven to solve problems in that way. So, I mean, hyper fixating on those projects is good as far as like keeping up with, you know, things that go awry, which something always does. But being determined enough to get it going again or move past it or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: the resilience. Yes, resilience
2: is a good word for it. Yes, the hyperfixation helps with the resilience. There are some days where I'm less resilient, where I'm like sick of everything and like, you know. But most days it's, yeah, it gets me excited. That's so good. Yeah, I I like that.
1: that. I wanted to ask, when you got diagnosed and like had the actual label of ADHD, was that comforting just to have the understanding of it or was it more stressful?
2: I think there's elements of both. Um, But for me, because I was trying to put a label on it for so long, it was a relief. It was a relief to know exactly what it was, to be able to look it up, research it, and simplify rather than trying to figure out if it's this or that or the other.
0: Yeah, the what if game.
2: Yeah, the what if game was no longer in play once getting a label. I mean, I am also someone who likes labels, likes boxes, And not everyone's like that. So I could imagine that it might be different for someone else. But yeah, for me, there was definitely comfort in it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's good. I did want to ask. So there are superpowers with ADHD too. It's not like all struggles and challenges. And you've mentioned on one, the hyper focus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What other kind of superpowers have you been gifted with this? Okay.
2: Thank you for asking. Because (laughs) I wish everyone asked me this. No, I want to know. Because I feel so cool with my little superpowers that you know and every like neurodivergent person's superpowers are different of course but one of my superpowers yeah this sounds crazy but it's so true is that i i have pretty good intuition but aside from that if you tell me multiple solutions to a problem, I can tell you which solution is going to work without doing the solution. And it's not that I'm working it out in my head necessarily, but there's something about just knowing what solution is actually going to work and when things are not going to work.
0: Yeah. That's way cool. And that's maybe
2: maybe that's thank you, thank you. But also maybe that's like a normal thing people do and I love Taylor. Um,
0: Preface that. And
2: he has all these ideas he wants to try for certain things. And I look at them and I say, that's not going to (laughs) work. And if you're married, then you know sometimes you just, they're going to do it anyway. And so he's like, let me figure it out myself. And I'm like, okay, I will let you figure it out yourself. But I know. (laughs) Because I have this special ability,
1: <laughs> but that's not
2: gonna work. So I've had a lot of opportunities to uh, notice.
0: Love that. When
2: I'm right, mm. I'm also wrong <laughs> a lot. I can totally admit that. I'm
0: that. You're human. You're I'm human. human. Yeah.
2: But she's a superhuman.
0: This is true. We're Superhero. superhuman. Superhero. Yes.
2: But I mean, the important part is not being right, but rather just illustrating that I don't know if it's me i'm special or taylor special um <laughs> we're all special but yeah i yeah. feel like that's a superpower i have okay cool that's like my most that's superpower. that's the most superpower yeah
0: you would be a wizard on the multiple choice exams then let's see the other one about adhd i wanted to ask hyper fixations like do you have any obsessions other than fixing things you like to <laughs> fixing fix things, things for sure yep.
2: yes um they definitely change and rotate. Okay. I'm trying to think of something as general as like, fresh. I like to fix things. Um, I like to listen to the same music okay. or watch the same shows or movies, books, any, any type of media. I like it to be the same. And I don't know if that is a hyper fixation or just an unwillingness to <laughs> try something <laughs> new, Yeah. Um, but I definitely like get fixated on certain playlists. Like I have every song in my playlists memorized and Mm -hmm. I listen to the same playlist over and over again. I don't know if other people, if that's not an, if that is a normal, I don't like the word normal, but like if that is a typical thing or not, but I definitely fixate like on media. Like I will, right now I'm rewatching Bones, which is my favorite TV show for like the fifth time. Um, and yeah i mean like yeah. the fifth time yeah that's like, a lot my siblings were like eliza this is like calculated how many hours that is yeah they're like do you realize and gray's anatomy is twice as long and i've watched that four times Ugh. and they're like this is this many hours I've oh had. my gosh I'm like, i know <laughs> like stop shaming me <laughs> but i definitely tend to hyper fixate on those kind of things media books, etc. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay. I like it. A lot it. of
2: th- different things in my daily life. It's like, just
0: excite you even in you a moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just
2: excite me. Just, I find that like I get a passion for and I run with it.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Good for you. So someone that doesn't know if they have ADHD or, or neurodivergent, what kind of advice would you give somebody?
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Maybe that
0: like you would give yourself.
2: Um, well, I think I think there are two different types, maybe, of advice. There's, like, here's something practical you can do, but also then here's maybe a view you can have. I don't... You know what I mean? So, as far as something practical, anyone, and I mean, like, my siblings, friends, anyone that I've spoken to who's had confusion around why they function a certain way or why they're not doing well with friends, they feel awkward. I don't know. It could be a variety of things, but... I did a full psych evaluation which is how I got diagnosed with ADHD and I recommend it to everyone who has questions about their mental mental health I I don't necessarily that's not accurate mental state or or just their brain yeah how they work how they function that opened a lot of doors in my life to have that done and for me to have Physical documentation that I could read at any point in time that I could just send to a therapist, not having to explain myself or try and explain myself over and over again in sort of those type of medical scenarios. That was really helpful for me. When I did that, I also was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, which I was aware of those at the time, but I think those rooted from the ADHD. Gotcha. And so the ADHD diagnosis was the one that's changed everything.
0: It was like the key that, that locked the, the door. You, yeah. So I'm okay. like, if
2: people are looking for their key, that is a really great step. I mean, it gives you something really to go off of a lot of times, whoever does your diagnosis, there's a section of like recommendations as far as like this type of therapy can be really helpful or you might benefit from this type of medication. So, I mean, yeah, it really, does quite literally give you some instruction if you need it, some guidance. Aside from starting on that path medically, observing yourself and being able to not vilify certain things that, that one does, certain actions or certain things you say, I think that's a really big step to accepting who you are. And that's not to say that people can't evolve and be better, but to say that it was really comforting knowing that I am naturally really critical. I have a really critical eye. I notice the details and little things can really bother me. And that's not necessarily helpful. But I always thought that word was so negative. I thought criticism, being critical. I hated when people said that about me. You you were really critical of me right there. You know, something like that. And now it doesn't bother me because I having a critical eye is not bad or good it's just something that is and so I I mean I would not recommend but just urge people to like I I don't know that self-awareness of like how am I speaking about myself what things am I Brene Brown, she talks about, and I don't know in when and what, because I've read and listened to it all, but she talks about what is the story that I'm making up right now?
0: Mm.
2: What is the story that I'm creating? So you said, mm, that way. And the story that I'm creating is he did not like what I said. He did not appreciate what I said. Something that I said is wrong. That's not true. But like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, what stories are we making up mm-hmm. that are not true at all? You know? And so... I I think about that often. Like, yeah. What stories am I making up that are making my life harder? Making me upset? Making me sad? And how can I change the narrative? That was a roundabout way to get to that. That
0: was great, though. Because they're not made up yeah that's the thing about those stories is once you make them up they're real yes right that's what makes them so hard
2: well and you know you don't even realize that they're made up that your body doesn't know Mm -hmm. you know what's real and what's not oh my gosh we could talk for hours about this i see it in your face Aaron. stop right there no we could
0: we could sorry Andy. You, <laughs> it's just hard to see. You guys
1: are good. You're also, good you're out of frame. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> you did not want to be in frame? <laughs> no,
2: I love this. I'm learning loads. It's just funny because I cannot imagine being quote unquote normal because that's not real, you know. But like, I can't imagine. You can't. I So, sitting and trying to th- be in your shoes and wonder, you know, <laughs> what you're observing in us or what you're thinking. You know, I'm like, I can't, I I mean, no one can literally, but I mean, in a general sense, like it's, it's really interesting. There's a certain level of like being on the same page Mm -hmm. with people who are neurodivergent. Yeah. Like there, I don't know. It's just sort of an unspoken, like there are certain things that you just get and not that we understand more about each other, but that like things that I might pick up on or something that. I might not have to explain. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I'm just trying to imagine it from a different perspective.
1: I can't. I think it's that same kind of trope of if you ask a set of twins what it's like to be a twin, they don't know any other way of yeah, living life. Yeah, that's all they'll
2: know. Sure, that's all yeah. They know. True, true. On a somewhat unrelated note, but interesting if it makes it into the final cut, one of my hyperfixations right now <laughs> is aphantasia, which I don't know if you're familiar, okay. particularly familiar with. Okay, not but what dive that in. Is, yes, we're diving. Um, But what that is, the inability to see oh, images I remember, in your mind, yep, I know. right? Not well studied at all, did not even know it was a thing, but I am that way so I can't see anything in you know my mind's eye and learning that about myself has completely changed my perspective in life on things because kind of like I was saying earlier to a certain extent you just assume that everyone else is like you just naturally like you just think yeah they experience the world as I do because I'm a human being and so are you Mm -hmm. but in reality learning that people can see things in their minds is mind-boggling to me I mean that's mother chicken insane <laughs> that, i mean that's crazy i mean i we could talk about it for hours like i said I would cr- love a current hyperfixation. Oh i would eye. love that but um yeah that was no it's something so i've really struggled
0: good. with too
1: what okay okay everyone's everyone free see i knew someone's brain might explode tell us what your experience i see everything yeah, yeah. Like, i don't when i, have I to, write like, when it. i draw when i everything Isn't is that so visual that's why to you're a wonderful me. artist I think but no it's no, because it's of talent it's not really
2: nice. <laughs> sorry keep going I just realized that could have sounded quite rude and was not.
1: <laughs> you're not you're not rude you're not rude at all no that's just so crazy to me that so I'm just trying I'm trying to wrap my brain about like so how yeah how do you how do you <laughs> process the thoughts because everything is so it's in visual. like words
0: for me
2: visual
1: words
0: yeah
2: see mine's in words but not visual
0: like yeah like (laughs) i don't know how to describe it because it's just me thinking
1: yeah i don't know oh mine is always pictures and colors
0: i've been working on the pictures it's something i've been working on so
2: sorry just to clarify which maybe this is already clarified but for clarity clarify's sake yeah so i can't see the words either Uh, okay no images nothing is is what yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: um but yeah, what that's what's interesting is that we all have a different level, sort of, mm-hmm. um, of Whoa. that. But yeah, isn't that crazy? What's crazy to me is that someone could see a freaking picture. Yeah, like how?
0: Like. <laughs> The thing that, Eliza, the thing that always got me is when you would do those guided meditations at school about being on a beach. Oh my gosh. And I would be like, where's the flipping beach? (laughs) Oh, I hate those. I
2: love those. Sorry, I jumped you on that one.
0: No, that's why I brought it it up.
1: Of course I love them. I can see it. I can smell it. I can feel it. Oh, wouldn't that be
2: so nice?
0: What misconceptions are there out there about ADHD that you want to dispel?
2: Oh... That's a loaded question. Right, no, me... no, it was, no, it's a great question. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's so hard because first of all, like, are they misconceptions? You know, what are misconceptions and are they misconceptions or are they things that we've just decided we don't like?
0: Because
2: mm. I, I feel like that's yeah. different, um, you know, but I've had... Um... <laughs> I have some TikToks that I'm like fidgeting
1: or whatever. I've seen your I, fidget TikToks. I wanted I've to ask you them. about them. Yeah, you yeah, can talk all about them. I wanted to ask you about them. Yeah. No, I want, we're going we're to have to we'll link do it. it so everybody yeah. can see them too. Oh my
2: gosh, you're so nice. No, we don't have to, of course. But uh. <laughs> What's funny is that there's always someone or a few people who make some comment about it being childish. And I think about why they think that. You know, and what what does that mean for it to be childish? Why is that a bad thing to you? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what Mm. have we created that to mean about an adult um, who's, quote, unquote, playing with a toy, you know, or fidgeting? So I don't know if I would consider that, like, a misconception, but rather just some sort of construed notion um, that, you know, when you see people maybe fidgeting, or playing with something doing something that doesn't seem normal to you that seems childish or strange think i mean think of all the ways that that may be making that person's life more accessible to them mm. you know or allowing them to be in the moment with you you know so i don't know i think about that a lot and okay. i know that's not a straightforward answer necessarily no, but a good just one. the general idea of like what does ADHD look like to people who don't have it or people who aren't neurodivergent at all Yeah. who make comments about it being silly or childish. And in reality, that's not what's happening. Not that that's a bad thing. Be like a child. You guys talked about that at some point. Yeah. I think you've mentioned it. Yeah. But, and, and I have, I mean, we could talk about that forever because, you know, Brene Brown play, um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I think about that a lot, uh, that door you need to leave open to, you know, your childlike Nature, so it's not a bad thing. It's just interesting the way that it's perceived. A lot I see of times. that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Almost like it's something they'll grow out of because that was yeah. the medication for it for years. Is ah, oh, they'll grow out Absolutely. of it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Or it so was it's like, still kind of has oh, yeah, that tone. Just a kid.
0: Yeah.
2: They're just a child.
1: Well, it makes me think. We were doing a little bit of research before we we were talking to you, and a lot of times when kids are diagnosed with ADHD when they're young, it's because. They're daydreaming too much or they're, they're not focusing or not sitting enough in their chair. Just little things like that where it's so specific, you can only be one way. There's no yes, right. other openings for really any other kind of imaginative play or anything like that. Absolutely. Which I think is, it's so frustrating to first off, diagnose a kid that little. When you're five years old, you're probably not going to sit in your chair anyway. But I think that it's silly to label that as so childish when it's so helpful and it helps people grow and it helps I mean I'm I'm sure it helps you to be able to have fidget spinners and things like that to I don't know if you spin. what was the one that you were showing the other day um
2: I really am liking the sugar ball type fidgets Mm. now um with the really good squish (laughs) (laughs) love the good squish yeah I I definitely have played with fidget spinners and like things that look more like toys less only because it's been a recent thing that I have found Um, has been helpful
0: you were just inspector gadget in a past life seriously there it is so what are you finding joy in right now where are you (sighs) finding your happiness
2: how dare you even ask because it's a work in progress i you know i don't know yeah i mean i definitely hit a point where i was like what do i want to do where do i want to be what's my dream because i believe i could make my dream happen but what is it Mm. you know what do i really want i'm passionate about a lot of different things And I find enjoyment in a lot of different things. But I don't feel there's, like, a fountain of joy coming from something specific right now. I feel like I'm looking for that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad you're looking. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how hard I'm looking or how hard I need to work. But it's like, life is hard. And the hard moments, I forget to be creative. Mm -hmm. Mm. That is my joy. Singing is my joy. Acting and finding community in those. And... The last show I did was almost two years ago. And that feels like a long time. That is a long time. And so, yeah, I just think I've been missing that. Doing another show would fill that spot.
0: Yeah. For sure. It's hard when you go so long without one. Mm -hmm. What's one lesson that you would share?
2: Just like a life lesson? Just a
0: life lesson.
2: Okay, life lesson. I love talking. I love giving... Unsolicited advice. So I could share a numer- numerous amount of <laughs> You're things. You're like, you just opened I'm like, up let me just door, tell sir. you I'm your new therapist. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like that. But something that has been important to me within the last year or two, and something that I think about a lot, is actually the quote on my phone. Okay. Um, on my home screen. So before we read it. Oh, I just I'm so excited. Don't get your hopes up in, case, up. It's in-, in-, in case it's bad. Um, something that I have done for like eight or nine or more years. At the top of the year, I was doing like a quote. That reached out to me and something that I wanted to improve upon or become. So actually, this is my quote from last year, and I haven't changed it, which I like always do in January. And I oh. haven't because it's just been on my brain. So I think what I would share, and I have to give credit, um, Bernay Brown, <laughs> my Lord and Savior. Um she <laughs> I interviews, love that you love her. <laughs> she I love her so much on her podcast, Unlocking Us. One of her first interviews is with Abby Wambach who was a star player for um, USA soccer, the women's team. And she actually wrote a book called Wolfpack. I'll just quote it directly. Be grateful for what you have and demand what you deserve. And I've just been living in that attitude of really trying to continually be grateful for the smallest of things, but also knowing what I deserve in life, trying to maneuver and demand the things that I deserve, the good things you know that I the respect or the treatment whatever it is yeah and from whomever but setting that boundary setting that standard for myself just respecting and loving yourself enough to demand what you deserve but don't forget to be grateful too. you know absolutely. yeah yeah I love that
1: I love that so much Eliza how do you stay curious about the world around you
2: I observe when I take my dogs to the dog park I don't put in my headphones I don't I don't know I try and be present outside in nature and notice the sky and notice the birds and those things are what make me curious that like open up my mind to more thinking is noticing and on I and I'll say I'm not excellent at that by any means for sure But I notice when I do it, even unintentionally, I feel good. I feel good to think about the world and think about things and ask questions to myself as I'm just sitting in nature for me, at least is is a lot of it in nature. Yeah.
1: I love that. Just being outside and observing the world around you, living in the now. Yeah.
0: So my last question I was going to ask you, Eliza, back to the RV, Hmm. dream world, where would you take it if you could?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. A couple equal options. Capitol Reef is my favorite national park that I've been to. Really? I just, there's something about it I love.
0: I've never been to Capitol Reef. Seriously? Seriously, and it's right down the road. It is the most
2: underrated Utah
0: national park. We definitely
2: need to go. Let's go. You have to go. And there's so much great kid type things. As far as like walking and exploring. Brilliant. We love those things. I love Capitol Reef. Done. We're going. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would love to park it at Capitol Reef. I love Northern California weather. Mm. So, like Eureka, way Mm. up top. And I've never been to Washington and Oregon, but I'm sure I would feel the same way if I would. The greenery, the moisture. I, yeah, I would love to wake up and, yeah, the cool breeze, Mm -hmm. like the cold beach. yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'd be happy both places for
0: sure. Okay. Yeah fantastic wow. i
1: love it <laughs> i want to go on a road trip with you i feel like that would be a blast right it is for sure it <laughs> it is. it's fun i am I an am experience fun. you are fun that's for sure
0: <laughs> would you want to challenge anybody to anything like would you have a challenge
2: i have been thinking about your guys's challenge Hey? From last week. Yeah. Like all week. No way. Because mostly because the pressure. I'm like, I know I'm gonna be recording. Yes. <laughs> Did I do my challenge? Tell us. Um I guess by the time people hear this, it will have been two weeks ago. Yes. Your first podcast. Yes. But Ange said to jump back into something that is bringing you joy. Or that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Does that. that sound right? Yeah. yeah. And I've been thinking about that a lot and what it's going to be for me. And we kind of touched on this, but I am going to bust out some self-tapes. I'm like, I'm behind. I need new tapes. My, I got for Christmas, like a backdrop Yeah. and I filmed some for a few hours today and I just, I made a little spreadsheet of auditions to submit for. And it's just something that I want to jump back into with, like, that passion and joy because I know it's there. So, anyway, I've been thinking about that a lot. And oh my God. Anyway, that. that's... I'm hilarious. so glad. No, that's but, um, fantastic. God. But I've been thinking
1: about it. The world needs to see your talent. You're absolutely phenomenal. You're so nice. You're incredible. Oh, thank you. I remember hearing you sing for the first time, and I was just floored. Is there a challenge that you would like to offer our listeners? to? Sure, yeah. I think
2: sort of on that previous thought, go for a walk. I think there is something big out there in nature. God, love, whatever you find, but go for a walk. I mean, put on your tennis shoes, like go for a walk, like be comfortable, don't listen to anything. Just, it can be five minutes of thinking and of just being with yourself and with nature and you can bring your dogs, you know, like I would, but do it, see what that opens up for you
0: absolutely
1: done. i love that Doing so it. much do it
0: i need to do it too done well, I'll do it's it. happening <laughs> <laughs> oh man eliza thank you so much for joining us today Aww. and for coming and talking with us and diving into a little bit more about your past and the diagnosis and everything all of that all of it yeah yeah Being no. so open you. and
1: vulnerable with us
2: thank yeah. you well thanks for giving me
1: a chance it feels good Let's all go for a walk and we'll stay curious.
2: Yeah, let's get out there.